0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Torah was all given in Har Sinai. And this is how, what the Pasuk says, V'ydaber Adonai moshe b'har sinai lemor. Hashem spoke to Moshe in Har Sinai. V'ydaber Eben Yisraeli v'amata And then he goes through the mitzvah of Shemitah. says Rashi, why is it that it says over here, more than other places, behar sinai. It's good enough that he would say that Hashem spoke to Moshe. Why does it need to emphasize that it was in Har Sinai? It says, Rashi, ma'anyan shemitah etzel Har Sinai? All the mitzvot were given in Sinai. So why is it that over here it says Har Sinai? says, Rashi, ma'anyan shemitah etzel Har Sinai? Av koulam na'amru Hen. Dikdukehen Sinai. Which means, in Shemitah we found in details all the things that the Torah wants us to do in the mitzvah of Shemitah. Every single detail is written over here. So therefore, that comes to teach us as a model, it's called Binyan Av, a model to all other mitzvot. Just like Shemitah was given in Har Sinai with all the details, so does every other mitzvah in the Torah, so this is something that's very fundamental. We need to know that it's not that everybody agrees to this concept because we do find a machloket in the Gemara Vachim Kuf Tedvavamud Bet between Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Akiva how the Torah was given. And obviously, we're talking about over here the Torah Shebel Pe if you want to make a chiluk between what the Torah says over here the, the, that is indicating what Hashem says but everything else is also given to Moshe Rabenu, and that is called Torah Shebealpeh, which means when we found the mitzvah in the Torah like for instance the mitzvah of Tefillin so the Torah just po- writes a couple of sentences and a ta- couple of psukim and that's it, that's all that there is in the Torah about those mitzvot. But then comes the Torah Shebe'alpeh and tells us all the details about the mitzvah. In other words, you wouldn't know any of the mitzvah details from what the Torah says, First of all, you don't understand from those what it means. It doesn't say anything about feeling. Secondly, any, all the details of the mitzvah, that it should be square, it should be a box, it should be black, it should be parashiot inside, the order of the parashiot, it should be rolled in sarot, in, 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 in and it should be um, a son that fill in boxes with gidim, and then you put retzot, and so on and so forth, many, many of the halachot. None of those are written in the Torah, it's all miSinai, and many of the things would be considered Torah she-be-al-peh. And therefore, comes the Gemara in Zvachimkut, the and has a machloket, Rabbi and Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Shmel Omer, klalot sinai, hupratot moed. The klalot, which means the main mitzvot, were given in Haal Sinai. But the details of the mitzvah, that wasn't given in Haal Sinai. That was given in Oel Moed later on. And therefore, you don't have all the mitzvot in details, as the Rashi tells us over here, that were given in Haal Sinai. But Rabbi Akiva learns like Rashi. Avi Yekiva says, "Kilalotu patot neemu beSinai." Everything, all the details, together with the mitzvah itself, were given in Har Sinai. When mishnu beolmaed, bearvot maed, it was repeated in Olmaed, and it was repeated again in Arvot Moav. Rashi says over here, what it means is that mishnei Torah shechazar Moshe veHamaral lehem alaseder. Kedichtiv ever adam bearet Moav ve'il Moshe beereitav, which means. HaKadosh who gave the Torah in Har Sinai. But then, Rabbi Akiva says, it was repeated over and over again as the Mishneh Torah, like we found in Mishneh Torah, which is Sefer Devarim, that Moshe Rabbeinu describes everything again to Am Yisrael, and he repeats everything again. And that comes to teach me that concept that HaKadosh who gave the Mitzvot in one place, but then it was repeated over and over again. Now, this is when we're talking about Torah sheba'alpeh. Torah sheba'alpeh also has a machloket how it was given. Which means, how when was the Torah sheba'alpeh written? In Gittin D'af Samech, Amud Aleph, Amar Rabbi Yochanan Mishum Rabbi Torah me'gila me'gila n'itna shen'emar, az'amarti, ne'bati Gilat Sefer Katuvalai, alai. Which means, the Torah were given parts at a time. As things were going, then Akadosh told Moshe Benu write this time. And write this episode, and write this parasha, and write this, and write that. In the end, he had a complete sefer Torah, but it was written as things were going on. Rishlaki says no. Torah and emar sefer Torah azot. The Torah was given all at once as one big thing that's called chatuma. So here's another mechloket, but this mechloket is over Torah shebichtav, the written Torah. Is it, was it given at once, or was it given part at a time? And one might ask on Rabbi Akiva, that we spoke before, as Rabbi Akiva told us that the Torah was given all at once in Har Sinai, just like Rashi mentions in our parasha, that we learn from the word Har Sinai, to teach you that Sinai. So Rabbi Akiva, why is it that he needs to repeat that over and over again? If everything was given already all at once, what's the purpose of repeating the mitzvah over again? Sinai, And then the second time, repeated a third time in Arvot Moab. So the Ramban in to Sefer Devarim says that mitzvot Anoagim la lo chazar, the mitzvot that were given to the Kohanim, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't repeat. Why not? Kohanim, the very quick, they right away were told what to do, and they not, They don't need the second reminder, they're already on their feet doing whatever is needed. And therefore, the Kohanim were fine. Aval Israel, Am Israel were not like the Koranim. Koranim, They don't need to repeat over and over again the warnings of the Torah of what needs to be done. But when we're talking about Israel, all the other mitzvot that were given to the entire nation, that needs to be repeated in order to encourage people to do and in order to warn people merubot. many warnings that this is what needs to be done. So if you ask why Rabbi Akiva, Holds that the Torah was given all at once and then needed to be repeated over and over, says the Ramban, in order to warn Am and to remind them and to encourage them. Why is it that the mitzvot were given in Moab according to the understanding of Rabbi Ishmael? Rabbi Ishmael Omer, why was it given, and not everything at once? Says the Ramban in the same Akdamah. Ma the mitzvot that they did not write in the books of the previous generations, when they left Egypt, mitzvot that were in the land because they were not going to be forgotten. Or, because the generations did not remember them in the generations of says two reasons why we can say that not all the mitzvot were given at once. That's the understanding of Rabbi Shmuel at Har Sinai. Rather, it was given later on as well. So, the understanding, says the Ramban, is that maybe since some of those mitzvot were given in er- Ervot Moab right before entering Eretz Israel, that's because many of those mitzvot were Ogea Eretz Israel. And therefore, there was no need to give it so early at time when they came out of Mitzrayim in Hal Sinai. Rather, later on, 40 years later, when they're about to enter Eretz Israel, that is when you give them those mitzvot that's nogea that's relevant to the land of Eretz Israel. Or, because many of those things were not commonly practiced, many of the mitzvot are done very rarely. So therefore, it wasn't needed to be given yet. And at the end, when you need to wrap up the Torah, So, so this is what and how, the mitzvot were given. Torah Shebaal Peh, we have a Machloket Rabbi Ishmael Rabbi Akiva, was it given all at once? Or was it given partially here and then slowly, slowly given more? And Torah Shebaikta, Machloket Rabbi Yochanan Rish Lakish, did HaKadosh B'ruh write the whole Torah at once and give it to Amisrael. It's not a B'ruh, he told Moshe Rabbeinu to write it all at once and give it to Amisrael. Or was HaKadosh B'ruh commending Moshe Rabbeinu to write it slowly, slowly, parchment by parchment, Megillah, Megillah, Nitna, each parasha was given at the time that it happened. But this is the way we understand the given of the Torah. Now we need to understand more than that, and that is, now that we have the Torah, we understand that there are 613 mitzvot in the Torah, but when we look at the Torah, we see so many different machlokot arguments, what to do and how to do the mitzvot. And one needs to ask, why is it that there's machloket, if the Torah was given to Moshe Rabbeinu in Harsinai as a complete Torah, how is it possible that you have now machloket? The only understanding would be that later on people started forgetting what HaKadosh recommended Moshe Rabbeinu. But that's very hard to understand because if that's so, some of the mitzvot that we're doing are correct and some mitzvot... We're incorrect because if we would think that the mitzvot that were given must have been forgotten along the way, so therefore we must have many, many things that we do that are incorrect, and that is that is wrong understanding because all the mitzvot that we're doing and all the Torah that we that we are practicing is all emet, as Chazal points out in. The memra of elu Veelu divrei chaim. All the things that we do and all the things that we learn, these are divrei elokim chaim. So one might ask the question: How is that possible? It's, some say that it's mutar. Some say that it's asu. Some say that it's, uh, it's it's tameh. Some say that it's taor, and so on and so forth. Some say chayav. Some say zakai. So when we do something, we must do either one or the other, one is wrong, one is right, how do we know that what we're doing is correct? So this is a question that the Ritva brings down in Eruvim Dalit, and he says, Is that possible? That whenever you look at the Torah, and some say Mutar, some say Asu, both will be correct, and whatever we do, will be on target, Says that, the Ritvat Tirtuki Kshalam Moshela Maromle Kabel Torah. When Moshe Rabenu went up to Shamaim to Har Sinai to accept the Torah Ulo al Koldavar, Memtepanim Lisu, Memtenpanim Leteu. Hakadoshbu showed Moshe Rabenu that every mitzvah has 49 ways to understand it at Lisu, and 49 ways to understand it to heteu. 49 ways to understand that it's tameh. 49 ways to understand that it's Tov, 49 ways to understand that it's Chayav, 49 ways to understand that it's Patu, which means, when you take a look at the Torah, there's so many different ways to understand the Torah. Even when you want to say that it's Mutar, there's 49 different understandings why it's Mutar. Even when you want to say that it's Asur, there's 49 ways of understanding how. why should it be Asur and all were given to Moshe Rabbeinu in Har Sinai, which means the Kaddosh Baruch showed him, he, here on every Alakha, all the options of how to see that it's mutar, and all the options of how to see that it's asur. So Moshe Rabbeinu asked him this question, okay, Lemai said there's a lot of different understandings, and different ways and paths to understand what should be done in that case does all different understandings, but what should we practice? What should be the halacha? So, a Kadosh told him a fascinating answer, lechachmei bechol dor vador, which means all those uh, different options that were given to Chachmei Yisrael when Chachmei Yisrael would sit and try to learn the sugiah, the way they understand the Sugiyah, the way they understand the Torah. That's the way you'll practice. All the different options were given to Moshe Rabenu, but the practical aspect, Dovid Kadosh, who says that's not given to Moshe Rabenu. Rather, that Chachamim will decide at the time what should be done. I'll give you an example to that. We have a machloket in Tefillin. <coughs> in Tefillin, some uh, somewhere Tefillin of Rabenu Tam. So. The the reason for that, according to Pshat, Kabbalah, the Kabbalah holds that one needs to wear Rashi and Utam because both were given to Moshe Rabenu. This is how Eliyahu and Navi was uh, was revealed to, uh, to the Rizal and told him. But according to Pshat, one needs to ask which one is correct, Rashi or Utam, I want to wear the correct Tfilin. So why is it that there's two kinds of Tfilin, Rashi and utam? Is a question that you find in Maasef EKOL SIMAN LAMETBET, and he brings this question in the Sefer MUNATCHACHIMIM. I'm reading. He says, "Half Levafele, wonder over a wonder." Ech EBSHAR SHELEHAVAR AYUKOL CHACHMEI ISRAEL MASKIMIM B'SEDER RAPARSHIOT, V'ACHAR KACH NICHLEKU RASHI V'RA BENUTAM. How is it possible there was a B'CHLOKET after something that was given in HAR SINAI? HAR SINAI, KADOSH BUR, who presented to Moshe Rabenu a certain kind of tefillin. And this is how Moshe Rabbeinu wore his tefillin and told Am Israel to wear their tefillin. And this is how it was for generations. And then all of a sudden, Machloket Rashi Rabbeinu Tam: Shar kol Maskimim beseder Parshiot. Rashi Rabbeinu Tam: Adam b'chol yom, since a person wears his tefillin every single day. Anybody that has a doubt whether it would be rashi utam the first one that had that doubt should have right away checked that out. How? If Filin open up that filin, see what's inside. Is it ordered like Rashi or ordered like Ben Utam? And then you'll know what was given to Moshe Rabenu in Har Sinai. So he says that the answer to that. He gives a couple of answers, but he says also the answer to that works in the same idea that we found in Shofar. In Shofar, Chachamim tells us in Rosh Hashanah that there were mesupak. What is the truah that the Torah says? The Torah says that on Rosh Hashanah one needs to blow Tkiyah truah Tkiyah. T- d- what is that truah Tkiah we know. It's a long voice, long sound. But what is that truah so then we have over there different options, whether it's Shvarim, tuah, or maybe both together, Tashrat. And therefore, the question that the, the Rosh and the Ran were, were bringing from Rabenu Hai is that how is it possible that they didn't know up to now how it should be done? Kach davar, Miamim Kadmonim, the answer. You should know that this is how it was all the time. kolot. Which means, up to when Rabbi Avau came and were that Am Yisrael should be tokea, all the different options, up to then, some were doing it this way, and some doing it that way. And both were correct according to But So why did Rabbi Avau change and made one order to everybody that should be, the way we're doing it right now with all the different options, since it looks like the machloket. In order that the people should not think there's a machloket over here, that looks to the simple people that there is over here, a machloket. So Rabbi Avahu said, you know what? Let's make it in one way. But up to now it was all good according to Halacha, although each one was doing differently because the Torah doesn't mind and gave us the two different ways, two different options of blowing the Shofan. Same thing would be with the Tfilin of Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam. That up to now, people were Rashi and people were Rabbeinu Tam and both were given to Moshe Rabbeinu. And explains over there, Sefer Emunat Chachamim, that's brought down in Me'asef L'Kol that one of those Tfilin, were given that Moshe Rabbeinu should teach Am Israel. and the other Tfilin, HaKadosh Baruch told Moshe Rabbeinu, that's very, very special, and this is only for the Yechides Gula you have to teach. And later on, when Am Israel opened up the tefillin, they found those that are for Yechides Gula, and those that are for entire nation, and they didn't know anymore who was given to who. And therefore, this is how we have Rashi and Rabbeinu Tamanu. us, we're saying over here, that all these options were given to Moshe Rabenu, and later on the Chachamim will decide which one should wear and what should what should Am Israel practice. And we found the same idea with the very famous Gemara in Bamatia Nun Tedamut Bet that there was a machloket over the Tanur Shelachnaia oven. The oven, whether it was tameh or tahor, they called it in the Gmarat "tanur shel the oven of the snake. Why is it snake? Why is it called with the snake? There was no snake over there. Rather, because chachamim kifu dvarim kachnaizu, which means they wrapped that that oven with all different kind of proofs that it should be tameh. Kifu bedvarim just like a snake wraps things up. Over here, also they de- wrapped it with all different kind of proofs that this tanur should be tamei. Certain tanur, it's a uh, uh, chuliot; it's made out of different parts, and you put it together in such a way. And they decided that it has a din of a keli a tanur, and therefore, if it becomes tame, it becomes tame. But Rabbi Eliezer didn't agree with them, and Rabbi Eliezer ragadol, felt that such a tanur, since it's made out of parts, so therefore, it's not put together in a way that would consider it into a keli. And therefore, it should be tahor. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Eliezer was bringing all kind of tshuvot answers and proofs, the opposite from what Chachamim said in order to show them and prove them that no, that oven is still taol until he saw that they still not convinced, then he used other means to prove his point. He now used things that are not conventional. That what? There was a tree outside, and he said, if, the, if I'm right, this tree would prove it correctly. The tree fell either 400 400- amot, or a hundred amot. But you saw right away that the uh, that who agreed with him because the nature right away changed to show that the Rabbi Eliezer was, was correct. But they didn't agree with that. Amru lo, en do ra'ya min us Don't bring us a proof from the tree. We hold that it's Tameh, and that's the way it should be. So he told them, you know what? I'll bring you another proof. ve'amar muti there was a pathway that had over there water running. And he told them, if I'm right, that water should prove it's correctly. All the water that was floating to one side, it was going from one side to the other, started going and, and, and returning the other way. Something that's against nature. That's also not a proof for us. If I'm correct, the walls of Beta Midrash should prove that correctly and, 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 and start bending. Right away, as he said it, he took Kotle Beta Midrash Lipol. Right away, the walls of the Beta Midrash started moving, started falling down. Gahar Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua screamed at the walls of the bet Midrash and says, "Amar im atem Rabbi Yeshua got involved over here and he told the walls, "What are you doing?" There's an argument between Chachamim and Rabbi Yezer. They're arguing in alacha. Why are you getting involved? It's not your business to get involved. So Lona Rabbi They stand still like right, this, bent they didn't fall all the way because Rabbi Yeshua screamed at them, and in order to honor Rabbi Yeshua, they didn't keep on falling. But they didn't go back to become the way they were beforehand, straight, because of the honor of Rabbi Eliezer. If you go to that Bed Midrash, you still find the walls that bent like this. So then Rabbi Eliezer used the ultimate proof. What is that? Should take my side if I'm correct. a voice from heaven came down and said, the halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer in every place. So now that a kadoshbuhu got involved, obviously the argument should be done and Rabbi Le'ezer won the argument is correct, and Chachamim should say, if we apologize, we were wrong, and goodbye. Rabbi Yeshua Mad al-ragla Amar lo Rabbi Yeshua stood up on his feet and he said, no, the Torah is not in heaven. Hashem can't get involved in the halacha. nitna Torah sinai, The argument over here is only going to be decided between the Chachamim, And in heaven, they can't get involved in that argument. Unbelievable. They're telling a Kadash it's not your machloket, it's our machloket, you can't get involved. This is the most fascinating Gemara. So Ashkache, Rabbi Natan le Rabbi Natan found Eliyahu right after this, and he asked him, In the time that Rabbi Yushua said, that don't get the Kadosh involved over here, though he takes Rabbi Eliezer's side, we're not convinced we're going to be posek like Chachamim. What did the Kadosh Buru do? Uh, obviously, it should be that the Kaddosh B'ruh got very angry that, that something like this was done. So he says, Navi, he says, Amar ve'amar nitzchuni b'nai, nitzchuni b'nai. was smiling and said that my children won me over and they are correct. What is the meaning of that? Rav Ga'on in Brachot Yitetz Amud Bet explains that what What was the idea of the Bat coming out and saying such a thing? What the, why did it come out? Says Rav Nisim Ga'on that he did not come here to test the Chachamim. He only came here to Chachamim were put to the test over here. The bad call was testing, Akadosh Kaddosh Buhu was testing the Chachamim to see what would they do if I get involved. I told them in the Torah, Lo I told them in the Torah that once the Torah was given, only the rabbis have the right to be posek what the Halakha is. And Akadosh can't get involved in that anymore. And now akadosh was testing Chachamim to see would they keep that Halakha or... They get so intimidated that Akadosh Bhuhu got involved over here and be possek against the halakha and get and, and do as Akadosh Bhu says again. <laughs> the Kabbalah that they received and the order they received when the Torah was given, how to be posaked, Bishvil Batkol. Because they heard of the bad call, they heard Akadoshbuchu getting involved, they would say, okay, Akadoshbuchu says so, we have to do what Akadoshbuchu says. Or do we say that since Akadoshbuchu already set the rules and, the, and he told us exactly how things should be, Nifsak in the that's what we should do. Akadoshbuchu over here was giving them a test. Kabalatan, and that's what said, not in Chachamim were put to the test and they stood to the test. Because it says, not in Klomar ki Because the Torah is a When the Kaddosh B'chuh gave, uh, in our Sinai, the Torah, he gave it complete. You don't need later on that the Kaddosh B'chuh should get involved and change things or or, or intervene. And we just come to Sinai and we do it because we don't The Kaddosh B'chuh is not going to change anything. And therefore, if anybody will come and say, that HaKadosh, who was revealed to him, or to others, and told him to change something in Torah, we say, no, that's impossible. Zot HaTorah, en the Torah was given complete, it's finished, and that's it, nothing should be altered in the Torah, you don't need to change anything in the Torah, it's a complete thing. Ve'en chisaron once the Torah was given in such a complete way, you don't need the Baruch Bukhu to get involved anymore to change anything because it's not needed. The Torah is complete. And that is something that's very important for us to understand that whenever a Baruch Bukhu wants that Chachamim should find a halacha, he wants them to do it all by themselves with the tools that a Baruch Bukhu gave the Chachamim. What did a Bukhu? Tell, how did he direct Chachamit to be so that we need to understand but before we see that we need to point out a very important Hakdama that the Ramban has he explains when he comes to argue of one of the great rabbis called Balamor of the Rachia Alevi, and over there when he argues the Marot on his Svarot and he says different than him but he introduces the concept that don't think that the fact that I'm arguing that I'm right and he's wrong, that I think that completely he's off and what I'm saying only is correct. That's not true. This is how he says in the Hakdama. Rabbi don't think when you read my Sfarim, says the Ramban, and when you read my Perushim, and when you see that I'm arguing of the Rachya, that I hold that I'm completely right and he's completely wrong. That is not true. This is not like math, that one plus one is always two. You can't miss it. This is what one plus one comes to be. In, in Torah, it's not like math, that whatever is said is only so. In Torah, you can have, as we explained before, 49 options in one hand, and another 49 options in the other hand. And therefore, when one rabbi says something, he's also correct. The only thing that Chachmei Torah do is try to see according to their understanding. Is, is, some, is, is what the other rabbi said completely fits my understanding or not? If not, if I understand it differently, so I, I'm obligated to say the way I understand things. But it doesn't mean that he's wrong and I'm right. It means that he's right and I'm right. But the Torah commended each one of us to understand it and to be prosecuted the way we understand. Now when, when I say we, we're not talking about the, the, the entire nation. We're talking about the poskim, the chachamim, those that are fit to be posek. So that's what he says over here, What we do, says the Ramban, is when we learn the and we seem to fit one way of understanding over the other. So we try to push that other way in, in the utmost way that we can. We ask questions on it, and we show that why is it not so... And on the other hand, the things that we do understand well, we're going to prove and strengthen to show that this is the halakha. Very, very interesting. Ramban is, explains to us the importance of how is the machloket done and why is it that you wouldn't be mistaken to think that when the other person says something, he's off and he says something wrong. No, he's right and I'm right, but to me it seems like what I'm saying is more correct. And when you take a look at how the Torah was given with the Machlokot, so the, Ramban, the Rambam in Ilchot Mamrim explains to us that you need to know that in the beginning there was no Machlokot whatsoever, because in the beginning only the karim were given, and which means the 613 mitzvot, which over there, we don't have a machloket. There's no machloket. Should one wear tefillin or not wear tefillin? There's no machloket. Should one wear, Should one keep Shabbat or not keep Shabbat? There's no machloket. Should you pick up the Arba Minim on, on, on uh, Sukkot? Or you shouldn't pick up the Arba Minim on Sukkot. Those are called Ikarim. 613 Ikarim. Everybody agrees. You're not allowed to steal. You're not allowed to be jealous. You're not allowed... To kill, all these are called Ikarim, the main mitzvot, 613. Where are the Machlokot? In the details of each mitzvah. With The details of how to perform the mitzvah, how it should be done, who is obligated, where is obligated, all the details. On that we found a Machloket. Do you wear tefillin at night or you don't wear tefillin at night? That could be a Machloket, but not whether you wear tefillin or not wear tefillin. Later on, they started being machloket more and more, and it was also resolved in Beddinagadol. Agadol. And let's see it in the Rambam as he writes it. He says, If you want to know where you would resolve all the arguments and disputes, that's in Beddin Agadol. Who says that? The Torah Ghoshah writes this openly in Parasha Choftim. The Torah writes to us that you should know that when you'll have a machloket, you'll have a dispute between the rabbis, and you're not going to know what to do. So the way you resolve the machloket is that you have to go to Jerusalem, to Lishkat Hagazit, and over there you'll have the rabbis, the greatest rabbis, and they'll resolve that machloket. This is how it says in the Torah, Parashat Shoftim, La Mishpat Ben Dam Le when you'll have something, Ipale means covered. You don't, you're not, you don't know what the alacha is. So normally, you learn the sugiyah well, and with that, you take it uh, to, to the alacha, to the next level of the halacha. But let's say you weren't able to resolve the alacha, you don't know, or there's a big dispute in the yeshiva. Some say mutar, some say asu. So what should you do? Ipale whether it's dam, le dam, whether it's dam. That stahor otame Din ledin. There's two different laws. You don't know what should be nifsaq la'achab benega lenega. You have sarat, or you have other negaim. Diverivot bisharecha, a dispute between two people on monetary things. Ve'kamta ve'alita What you should do if you don't know how to resolve it yourself, go to Lishkat Hagazit in Yerushalayim, in Beit Hamikdash, and over there you have the greatest rabbis, and they'll resolve it for you. They'll tell you what the and the law is. You must do according to the way they explain to you, because the Torah was given on their understanding. Now how do they know, the Rambam explained, and this is how Chachamim explained to us, that if they also have a dispute between themselves whether something is mutar, asur, chayav, patur. So after they finish arguing it out and trying to see who's correct and who's that, you come to the count, and you count voices, you count who holds that it's mutar, who holds that it's asur, and the majority wins, and that becomes the alacha. So says the Rambam, that Bedin that we're talking about right now, Emikar Torah this is the law that was be, that would be given from now on to Am Israel. That law should obligate the entire Am Israel. the Torah, was Mavtiach itself. It gave the reassurance that the Torah would would, would be kept correctly by listening to them. If you believe in the Torah, you believe in a Kadosh, you must listen to what they say and follow their laws. Somebody doesn't do like they commended, and also is over on their say that we spoke over here, that and so on and so forth. Now, we have to understand, this is not necessarily that we're talking about the Rabbanans. When we listen to what Chachamim said, there is also a tzad that they're explaining to us the Torah, which means, as we explained before, we have Arbat Aminim. Now, Arbat Aminim have all kinds of different laws, how they should be be, uh, done. How do you practice the mitzvah? Do you have to take it together? Do you have to take it on the right hand? Do you have to have... Can you have a khatzitzah, something in between you and the mitzvah? Do you do it in the day? Do you do it in the night? Do you do it... All kind of different laws that the uh, halachot go and take, tell us in details. All those things are not necessarily the Rabanan. They're coming to tell us what the Torah would want you to do. And therefore... They themselves have the power to explain to us the understanding of what the Torah means. Besides that, you also have mitzvot that are called mitzvot de rabbanan that, according to the Rambam, it also falls under this yuv of asita kechor al pi kol al pi ha davar she lecha ve al pi ha Torah Sheru Rucha, ve al ha mishpat It also has the isur of lotasur according to the Rambam, that also falls into that, which means, according to the Rambam, if one violates the Yisur de Rabbanan, in essence, he's violating the de Deoraita of this Yisur, Al-Pi HaTorah Yorucha, Ve'al-Pi HaMishpat Asher Yorulucha, Asur davar So that is, uh, one that wants to violate the Yisur, let's say, of Mokceh, so he's violating, your right He's violating Yisur de Rabbanan, but in essence, he's violating that that we're saying right now that the Torah says you must listen to Chachamim. The Ramban argues on this Rambam, and he says, no, the Chiyuvim over here to listen to Chachamim are only on those things that are considered the right. Whatever Chachamim learned, which means like this when HaKadosh B'Chu gave the Torah, he gave also 13 different tools of how to learn the Torah, Binyanav, and so on and so forth. He had those tools to bring out the halacha. That is definitely whatever they said would be considered the right. although the Torah didn't say it, but we explained before that the Torah gave the 49 different options from each side to understand how the Torah should be uh, practiced. Now, Chachamim could come out with any of those, targeting any of those 49 here, 49 there, and they would be right. What would be practiced, if you have a machloket? Some of the rabbis understand it this way, and some understand it that way. As we said before, you count who holds that it's mutar, who holds that it's su and you go according to majority. So says the Rambam, that even the of hachamim would be under this, but the Ramban argues on the Rambam, and says, no, only whatever was learned from Yudgimel midor Midot, Shatoran Hidrashet Bahem. Or from what was mekubal to chachamim that this is what the Torah means. But if chachamim come to make a new Gzerah, like the gzera of Muktzeh that we spoke about, that is doesn't go into the chiyuv of asita kechol asher irucha. And over here you have poskim that try to go into the understanding what obligates us to listen to chachamim if it doesn't fall into that uh, command of the Torah. And you have over here different perushim. That uh, that Akronim say, but we need to understand that whatever the Machloket would be, when we're dealing with the yudgimel Midot Torah, or when Chachamim explained to us what the Torah really means, that definitely goes into the Horeita, and one that doesn't listen to them would be violating those isurim Says the Ramban Divrei Kabbalah, and the Machloket Le'olam. Anything that we received from Moshe Rabenu says, says the Rambam, was not, didn't come to have a machloket. All the machlokot were on the details, on things that Moshe Rabenu said, that you'll explain the way you understand. But the karim, dvarim she, that Moshe Rabenu told us, this is what needs to be done, there's no machloket on that whatsoever, says the Rambam. Dvarim Things that you learn min a din from you'd given given midot shatranidayshem, which means the details of the ikarim. Then you have a machloket, and if you find such a machloket, you would be posek according to the majority. We're in a din achar harabim, which means after the greats. All the gzerot that Rashi made, like for instance the Muktzeh. The that Chachamim made that how people should conduct all the different kind of things, like let's say between one person and another. I mean, Hagot you find different Min Hagim that Chachamim told us that one needs to be no heg as a custom. Ra'u mikzetam shrauili gzor gzera letakent takana osher am minagaze ve ra'u mikzetam she'en ra'u. You have a machloket. Some rabbis would say you have to do it. Some rabbis would say not. What would you do? They start arguing it out, and in the end, when they final their decision, You go after majority. So that is when there was a Bedin Gadol Khayyam, Says the Rambam, then there was no Machloket B'Israel. Whenever anybody would have a doubt, what should be the First of all, the person should go to his own private bedding in his city. If they know what the law is, they should tell him. If not, they go to a higher beddin. until they go to the beddin in Yerushalayim. If they know what the law is, that's the highest of all, highest authority. If they know what the law is, they should tell him. In love. And even over there, the highest Beddin in Lishat Gazit didn't know, then they start arguing it out, as we explained, and they, they stand to a vote. And this is something that we need to understand that one needs to follow the law of the Torah, and part of following the law of the Torah is following also that the Rabbanans, whenever Chachamim told us something, it's not just a, a, a lower grade of what the Torah says, rather that is what the Torah commands. And the only reason we would take sometimes the Rabbanan a little bit lighter, the Poskim explained, as you will find in the Lechem Mishneh, and in Kesef Mishneh, and, uh, and, and uh, in Sefer, Sefer Chinuch explains that Whenever Chachamim came to tell us something, they also gave it over here, as uh, as as the so as the Sfarim bring down that whenever it's the Rabbanan, we should do a little bit different than the Torah in order to know that this is a din Torah and this is a din the Rabbanan, but not that it's lighter than that because the Torah gave that Haftacha, as the as the Rambam says, it was supported itself with what Chachamim would be posek, and one must follow completely according to the way Chachamim explained to us how the Torah law should be practiced.